Yo, yo, what is good, beautiful people? Yet another episode of Cells Speaks. We are back at it again, and we are catching up too. We are, what is this, episode 47. We are five episodes away from 52. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm, I'm feeling like when I hit 52, I might take a little break. But not too long of a break, but enough break to make some changes, make some tweaks, you know, get some feedback, see how I could be better, how I could do better. Um, Because at the end of the day, you want to grow, you want to do something and you want to look back and make evaluations and see what you could have done better, you know, and how you can improve. And I I definitely um, see that coming. But it's crazy to be five away. It's crazy to be five away, especially with, you know, that tough gap that I had that definitely put me back. But, you know, we back at it, praise God, and we going one step at a time. And uh, so, you know, it's interesting because um, I've kind of just been looking at certain things going on in life and certain things that's happening. And um, I was really thinking about one of the most simplest but profound experiences that we as human beings go through but we go through it so carelessly at times and it's the fact that we as people we find comfort in dysfunction and what that means is you're comfortable in bad situations you're comfortable in things not working it's like you know uh, I'll give you an example Um, I remember when I bought uh, one of my newer laptops a couple years ago, and I still have my old laptop that worked no problem. It worked very well. It still functioned. It still did everything it needed to do. But for some reason, because I was used to using my old laptop, I never used my new one. And so my new one was sitting there for like a week or two, just not being used. Mine used a much better machine. Um, no issues with it. And what made it worse is that the laptop that I did have, um, I used to have to press this button because like one of the buttons in the laptop didn't work. So it was like I had to I had to press a button to make another button work. I had to use a virtual keyboard and um, try to use that to you know use letters like n or m because they physically didn't work so the only way for me to use them was if i used the virtual keyboard and here i am using this this laptop that has its you know deficiencies and it's messed up and it's got all its problems and issues right but yet i'm sitting here with a brand new laptop and everything works and i was not using it and you know I I just had to have this moment where I stopped and I said, yo, you have a laptop that works. Use it. Use it for yourself. Use it to help yourself. Use it for your benefit. And I finally was kind of able to snap out of that, like, the comfort of my old laptop and finally switch on to using the newer one. And so I say that to say, like, that is a clear example of what comfort and dysfunction looks like you will get so used to being in a situation that's less than or not as good as it could have been something that's not even close to your expectations but because you've been in it for so long you just get used to it you get comfortable in it 
even though you know what's better, you know what you should be doing, you just get used to it. It's like, you know, unfortunately, we as human beings, we get comfortable in bad situations. And it's not, the problem is not the first time. Because it it all starts when, when you accept and tolerate it the first time, it gets easier to tolerate it the second time. And like the episode I just talked about, Momentum, right? Momentum starts to build up and it gets easier to get stuck in a bad situation to the point where it becomes natural. This is exactly how people find themselves comfortable in dysfunctional situations. It's not that uh, you're comfortable the very, very first time, but once you do it the first time, it gets easier and easier to become comfortable, right? And so some examples of being comfortable in dysfunction is like, you know, month to month, you never ever have a a surplus of money. You are just, you're used to having just enough money or even less amount of money to take care of your bare essentials. Meaning like every month, you know, you don't know how you're going to pay the bills. You don't know how you're going to cover things financially. Um, You're always basically praying for a miracle to handle basic needs, not even like extracurricular stuff, basic needs. And you've gotten used to that. You've gotten used to living paycheck to paycheck. You've gotten used to, you know, anticipating that your lights or your water or, you know, some of your utilities will get shut off. Like, that's normal for you. It's not it's not weird. And what happens is when you become comfortable in those situations, you tend you just live with it. It tends to become something that you're you're not trying to fix or trying to correct. That's an example of being comfortable in dysfunction. You know, I mean, another one is being comfortable, always taking less pay than what you originally negotiated for. So, you know, people ask you, OK, how much does this cost? You know, how much would it be for your services in this particular field? And you always go into it asking, you know, let's say you go in there asking 200 and people are, oh, well, can't do it for 125. And you always, you always will give less. And, you know, this may be a surprise to you, but that is a form of dysfunction because you are constantly settling for less than your perceived value. And perceived value means the value that you perceive that you're worth. And so you're always sitting there pandering and, and bringing your price down lower to what everybody asks. Listen, if your price is $500 and somebody says, hey, I can't do that, you know what I mean? It's nothing wrong to you know bring your price down if you want the work, if you want the gig, but not all the time. Like sometimes it's a good feeling when you charge somebody something and they say, oh, I can't afford that because you can't be for everybody. You know what I mean? So comfort, another example of being comfortable in dysfunction is you are always devaluing yourself, you know, or, or lowering your value so that other people can take advantage of your skills, your talents, your gifts for their own purposes. You're comfortable taking less pay than what you originally negotiated for. Another example is, you know, you're comfortable always doing the bare minimum in workouts. You know, let's say you are someone who works out, you walk, you do things to stay in shape. Like for you, you are perfectly okay with, you know, going through the motions and not really putting your real effort or real energy in. Like you're not really trying to get a sweat. You're just trying to say, okay, I was there. I showed up and that's it. That's being comfortable in dysfunction. There's something dysfunctional about not putting an effort or being honest with your effort in the things that you're doing. And so when you get comfortable really giving the bare minimum in whatever you're doing, that is an example of dysfunction. And when you become comfortable doing that to the point where 
it's like second nature and you become known for it. People know, oh yeah, when we work out with such and such person, they're not going to be into it. You know, they, it's going to be half-acided. You know what I mean? Like that is a form of dysfunction, right? Um, another example could be like, you know, in, in the same field of being physical stuff, you know, you're comfortable losing to people where if you're just putting in a little bit more effort, you could beat them. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you're playing, you know, a sport like basketball, football or whatever. And if you just put a little bit more effort, you could come out on top. You could play and be successful in your endeavor. But you're just, again, so comfortable doing the bare minimum that there's no there's no drive. There's no desire to ever be better. And that is a form of dysfunction. Like, you got to understand that if you're okay, if you're comfortable being the least best version of yourself, doing the least that you could possibly do all the time, that is a form of dysfunction. Because we as human beings, we're put on this earth to be the worst versions of ourselves. And granted, you know what I mean? Some of us die trying to become the best version of ourselves, but the goal is to, you know, continue to try and, and maximize who you are. If you're just comfortable being the worst version of yourself, not just morally, but like in all aspects of life, there is a problem there. And unfortunately, you know, dysfunction comes from many things. It comes from, you know, primarily how we were raised. It comes from our perceptions and paradigms of the world. It comes from trauma, parents. Again, you have the combination of nature and nurture. Um, Certain things that you grow up seeing that you think is normal is actually not normal. Like, if you grow up and you... The, your parents' relationship was just constant fighting and bickering and they were just always yelling and stuff like that. Like, those are dysfunctional behaviors, but because you saw them all the time and consistently, you start to think that's okay. Or like, you know, let's say you're you're married and, um, you know, your partner, every time they say something to you, they're always yelling and they're always very very mean and just hurtful and 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 violent and you kind of just tolerate that and think that's okay that's dysfunctional behavior you know i mean it happens in the workplace too you know you may have a boss and every time they say something to you they're just always yelling and going crazy and going off and being rude and being harsh that is dysfunctional behavior and we pick up a lot of these bad behaviors we we pick up a lot of comfort in dysfunction again from how we were raised, our upbringing, and where we've come from, right? So saying that, like, you you want to be careful because there's a difference between dysfunction and discomfort, okay? Discomfort is necessary to grow. Like they say, growth is on the other, other side of comfortability. And discomfort is, you know, soreness. It is is things um, that you're not, again, not to use a tautology, which is using the word in its definition, but it's things that you're not necessarily comfortable with. Now, that can be positive or negative, right? So it's just what the function is. So discomfort could be, you know what I mean? I'm, I like to speak first, and I want everybody to hear me. And, but what I should do is sit and listen and be quiet. And that is uncomfortable for a lot of people, and that can cause them discomfort. However, that is leading them towards growth, right? Not all discomfort, of course, leads you to uh, growth. So, like, 
a bad version of discomfort is like, you know, um, uh, you're around someone who you don't trust, who may be a liar or a predator or something like that. And when they try to talk to you, you feel levels of discomfort, right? So that is a situation, again, where you are not comfortable. And it just depends on the situation, depending on the situation and the cards at hand, discomfort can be a good or bad thing. Whereas dysfunction, right? Dysfunction can never be good because dysfunction means that how this was supposed to function, how this was supposed to be, it is not. Discomfort means I find no comfort in this situation, which is why it can be good or bad. Dysfunction means that this situation is not working well, right? And that's why, again, you can find comfort in dysfunction. You can't find comfort in discomfort because discomfort is the opposite of comfort. But dysfunction means that this process is not working the way it's supposed to. It's not uh, moving or functioning the way it's supposed to be. But I am comfortable despite the fact that it is not working or, or moving the way it's supposed to. And therein becomes the problem, right? Discomfort can be good for you. Dysfunction never has a benefit. There's never a benefit for you in dysfunction. Now, some people could perceive the things that you do as dysfunctional. Um, but if you know what you're doing, what seems dysfunctional to others could be very functional to you. So it kind of leads to understanding, okay, when you are comfortable in dysfunctional situations, how do you even deal with that? And the first step is it starts with self-awareness because people can point it out to you. They can say it to you. And the sad part is most of the time we know, like I remember one of my, my, I think my sister was telling me, why do you even use that laptop when you have the new laptop? And it's like, I knew, I knew that the newer laptop was the better option. I knew that was the option I should be using. I just knew it was just, I was so stuck into the habit of using the old one that it just never, it, it never became a priority or there was a level of obsessive urgency to make that switch or that change. And again, I had, gotten, I had gotten comfortable in my dysfunction, right? And the only way you ever change that is it starts with a level of self-awareness. And it means that you have to stop what you're doing and take a step back and say, okay, hold on, what am I doing and why am I doing it, right? So for, for you guys who are getting something out of this, you have to take a step back and ask yourself, what is dysfunctional in your life? Is it your finances? Is it, you know, exercising? Is it aspects of your career? Is it aspects of your business? Um, is there some dysfunction in your relationships, your friendships? Is there dysfunction in your work ethic? You know what I mean? Are there small everyday-to-day things that are dysfunctional in your day-to-day life, right? And once you start to identify those things, like, for example, you could have easily fixed your doorknob, but now you're used to, when you open the door, you got to, you know, bang the door two times, lift it up, hold it for three seconds, and then push it. When really, you could have just easily fixed it. That's a level of dysfunction. Like the door is not functioning the way it's supposed to. And you have to do all this extra effort to open the door. When if you just fix the door, it'll be just fine. So it's again, identifying what is dysfunctional in your life. So take a second, like ask yourself, okay, in my life right now, what is going on that is dysfunctional? 
And if it's your entire life, well, you just write things section by section. I'm dysfunctional in my finances. I'm dysfunctional in, um, you know, my shoes are, you know, I have a hole, but I put tape on it and I'm comfortable with the tape. Like, figure out what aspects of your life are dysfunctional. Even if you would say my whole life is dysfunctional, still break it down to sections, to aspects, and make sure it's clear and easily identifiable, right? And so once you can easily identify it, then the next step is, okay, take inventory and make corrections as you see fit. So that means, like, for example, if it's the thing with the door, that's an easy fix. You just fix the door. You hire somebody to fix the door. You know what I mean? If you... Uh, like with me with the laptop, it was just a matter of use the other laptop. It wasn't this hard, this difficult, it was complicated, you know, fix or correction. It was actually fairly easy. So if it is easily correctable, correct it and make the changes. You know what I mean? If it's not, then take some time to figure out how to correct it. Do the research. And, and in that aspect, sometimes we have dysfunctional relationships that are not as simple as one conversation or one talk and then boom, everything's fixed. Sometimes it requires therapy. Sometimes it requires reading. Sometimes it requires you to learn and grow. Sometimes it requires them to learn to grow. And it's not as easy as a snap of a finger or calling, you know what I mean, a handyman to go to fix something. Sometimes it's a little bit more and it takes a little bit more. So if if what is dysfunctional in your life is not easily correctable, then figure out how do I correct it? Do the research, reach out to people in your circle who you know are wise, you know what I mean? Seek wisdom, go to therapy if you need to, and start the process. You know what I mean? Start the process, start the journey to rectify the situation, to become functional in whatever aspect you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, when you have money issues, for example, a lot of people feel like more money just corrects stuff. And that is not it at all. It's not more money doesn't suddenly just fix your money issues. So that's not an easily correctable situation. So what you would need to do is do research. What am I doing with my money? What is the problem with my money? Why am I always paying from bills to bills? How many expenses do I have? Where is my money going? What am I spending my money on? And when you do that, you know what I mean? And then you reach out to people who are good with money and you figure out, okay, how to manage your money properly. That allows you to start the journey of correcting your dysfunction, right? And that's what you want to do. You want to correct your dysfunction. You want to no longer be comfortable in dysfunctional situations. In fact, you want to be uncomfortable in dysfunctional dysfunctional situations so that you will actually do what it takes to make changes. Um, and most importantly, don't be passive. Like, don't just sit there and expect that things will just magically get better. Things, the biggest myth that people tell you all the time is that things get better with time. And that is a lie. Things do not get better with time. Things get better with intention. There has to be intention. If there is no intention behind this time, nothing will change. It will just be the problem got older. But if there is intention, intention to pr improve it, intention to grow, intention to be better, then whatever issue you're going through, yes, will get better. But it's not situations get better with time. Situations get better with intention. And if you really want to add time that bad, then you could say situations get better with time uh, with intention and time or time and intention, right? So be intentional. Be intentional about curing 
your comfort in dysfunction. Be intentional about fixing all the dysfunctional things going on in your life, whether it may be how you communicate, how you negotiate, um, how you take care of yourself, whether it may be aspects of your living situation, your relationships, whatever it is, be intentional about correcting the dysfunction in your life. And place safeguards so that you don't fall back into old habits. You know what I mean? Safeguards could be weekly, you know, self-awareness checkups where you say, okay, how did I do this week? How am I growing this week? You know what I mean? Is there aspects of my life that are not functioning correctly that I can correct and, and, and do my part? You know what I mean? Or am I just getting used to things being wrong and building around wrong things? And that's the thing you don't want to do. You don't want to start building your life around dysfunction because now your, your foundation is horrible. So the goal is try to be as healthy and as functional in every piece of your life from the practical things to the deeper and more impactful things, right? Again, you know, I love you guys. If you got anything out of this, please share it with your friends and family. You know what I mean? Share with 10 homies right now. Just, you know, hit that share button and just try to send as many people as you can. Share it on your social media. Tag me at Cells Speaks on Instagram, S-E-L-Z-S-P-E. AKS Cells Speaks. Hit me up on Facebook. I appreciate it and I love you guys. Yet another episode of Cells Speaks. We out.